Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're glad that you have started the new year right here at Church Unlimited. What better place to start than right here inside of God's presence, starting the new year off. The Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And the psalmist David said these words. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And I don't think there's a better place you can be on January 1st than right here inside of God's house, giving him praise, honor, and glory today. Well, we're about to get ready to dive inside of the message, but before we do, I want to give honor to where honor is due, and that is to two incredible people. That's our lead pastors, Pastor Bill and Jessica Cornelius. Pastor Bill and Jessica, we love you guys so much. Y'all are a blessing and a gift to us, and I just want to say this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for 25 years that we get to celebrate this month. Many people may not know, but this is the 25th year uh, and our anniversary of taking as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. And that is attributed to our lead pastors, Pastor Bill and Jessica Cornelius. The Bible says this in Galatians 5.22. It says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And Pastor Bill and Jessica exhibit that fruit. And the expression of the fruit that you exhibit, we see as fruitful across all of the campuses that we have now here at Church Unlimited. People may not know, but this started with a vision inside of our lead pastors, inside of an apartment with only five people in it. And it's grown from five people inside of an apartment 25 years ago to five thriving locations, not five surviving locations, five thriving locations. And that is tributed to the blessing of God and to the leadership of Pastor Bill and Jessica. God truly blessed us with the best. We're so grateful for y'all. Well, as I said, we're about to dive inside of God's word. I'm fired up today. I'm ready to go for this new year. But before we get started, we're going to say a word of prayer. You don't even have to close your eyes on this prayer because it's going to be short and sweet. Amen. Amen. Jesus, Holy Spirit, fill this place. Change us, transform us, and make us more into who you are. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. amen, amen, amen. Well, one of my fondest memories as a kid was growing up riding my bicycle. A brother loved to ride his bike. I'm telling you that right now. And I got fired up the first year that I found out that I wasn't going to have to use the training wheels anymore. My parents had got me a brand new bike for Christmas, and I got to take that bike outside to get ready to ride it. And my father helped me ride my bike and was teaching me that day without the training wheels. And I remember being on my bike in the middle of the street in the apartment complex that we had lived in, And I was riding. I was going good on my bike. He had given me a running start. He held the handlebars, and he was holding the back of the seat. And he took me off and kind of ran me. I'm balancing myself. I'm smiling, you know, having a good time. And as I'm riding on my bike, I see a speed bump ahead of me. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, the only way I'm going to take this speed bump is I got to pick up speed and hit it as hard as I can. That was the wrong idea. As I got on it, I'm picking up speed. I hit the speed bump. My bike went one way, and I went the other direction. 
I end up hitting that road. I got road rash. I'm all scarred up, gravel and stuff inside of my knees. But my father ran over there to me. And he said these words. He said, Zach, it's okay. Just get back up. And he helped me ride my bike again. This time we got on the sidewalk. (laughs) Out of the street, amen. And I'm riding. I'm like, well, there's no speed bumps. Only thing I have to worry about are these cars. They were parked perpendicular right up close to the sidewalk. And I'm riding on my bicycle. I'm going good. And I'm like, man, I got to show my dad that his boy can ride this bike now. You know what I mean? So I'm picking up even more speed again. And then I look back and I'm like, hey, your boy got this. You know what I mean? I'm riding. I'm riding. And before you know it, I hear boom. And I hit a parked car. My bike stayed this time, but I still went. (laughs) And I ended up flying all on that sidewalk, and I'm I'm getting beat up. But but the thing that saved me during that time, I'll tell you this. The thing that saved me at that specific moment was this one thing. They're bringing up a picture of me and my father way back during that time. The thing that saved me was that afro in Jesus' name. I didn't, I didn't have a helmet. I don't know what my parents were thinking. You know what I mean? I wasn't sure if we couldn't afford a helmet. And they were just like, that afro will help him if he falls off this bike. I didn't know what was going on. But that was, that's the thing that took the cushion when I hit that car. You know what I mean? And I remember still being on the ground, but my father coming back to me and he's saying again, Zach, it's okay. Just get back up. Got back on the bike and I tried it again. Time goes on. I become more experienced as a bike rider and I don't need my father anymore. And I'm with my sisters and we're riding a bike around a complex and we come by the office where the community mailbox is. This time I got into another accident. (laughs) But while I got into this accident, this was all my fault too. I'm trying to show off and I'm going real fast on the bike. And as I go really quick, I come, I turn the corner and there's the office and there's the community mailboxes, I end up running straight into the community mailboxes. Boom! I hit the ground. The only difference between the other two accidents and this one was my father wasn't present with me. But although my father wasn't present with me, the resounding voice that he had was still with me. And I can hear him say those words, Zach, it's okay. Get back up. And I want to share these words with you today because maybe I've lost half of my audience because you say, hey, that's a great story for you. But I never had my father inside of my life. I've never had my mother inside of my life. Far less did I ever have an opportunity for somebody to help me on, the, on my bike and teach me small things like this. Can I encourage you with these words? Even if you didn't have your natural father inside of your life, I believe if you've fallen anywhere inside of your life, your spiritual father is saying the same words that my natural father was telling me. It's okay. You have the ability to get back up. And that's what I want to share with you. 2023, you have the ability to get back up this year. And if there's anybody who knew the importance about getting back up, it was a gentleman in the Bible by it was a gentleman in the Bible by the name of Peter. Peter himself was a very close disciple of Jesus. Peter was Jesus' ace. He was his road dog. He was his man. 
He was his ride or die. If there was anybody who was closer in disciples, it was Peter. Peter was a part of Jesus' core disciples. Jesus had 12 disciples, but, G- but Peter himself was a part of the three core that were closest to Jesus. It was Peter, James, and John. So Peter got a front seat to seeing some of the miraculous miracles that the other nine disciples didn't get an opportunity to be able to see. And Peter, as Jesus is taking steps closer to the crucifixion and being hung up on the cross, instead of Peter getting closer to Jesus, Peter is getting more distance and further from Jesus away. Matter of fact, the Bible says that Peter denied Jesus three times before Jesus got ready to be put on that cross. And now Jesus has been crucified and Peter's feeling shame. He's feeling regret. He's feeling like, man, I blew it. The savior of the world I denied. And the same feelings that Peter is feeling at this moment, I believe that many of you have walked in this room already in 2023 and you're feeling those pains. You have shame from your past. You have guilt. You have unforgiveness. You've been beating yourself up about what's taken place long time ago. But I want to encourage you today to leave the past in the past. Don't bring what has happened in 2022 inside of 2023. God has greater things for you in 2023 than he had for you in 2022. And God is saying, leave the past in the past. And Peter wanted to do the same thing. But it was challenging for Peter because Peter was fighting between two things. He was fighting between conviction on one hand and condemnation on the other hand. Conviction comes from Jesus. Conviction says you made a mistake, you blew it, yes, you've fallen down, but look, I'm Jesus and my grace is applied to your situation and you have an opportunity to get back up. Condemnation, on the other hand, is the enemy. And the enemy himself says this, you blew it, you made a mistake, I knew you were going to do that. You, You should feel guilty for what you did. I have no grace to apply to your situation. Stay in anxiety, stay in depression, stay in shame. And that's where Peter is. He has conviction on one hand and he has condemnation on the other hand. Can I tell you this? You serve a God who does not condemn you, but a God who convicts you and who loves you. You serve a God who looks at you and he says, I love you and you are my child. And the challenge that we run through right now is because sometimes we even see ourselves as bad people and we want to condemn ourselves because we listen more to the lies of the enemy than we actually listen to the promises of God. And I want to encourage you today to listen to what the Holy Spirit is sharing and what God is telling, who, telling you of who you are. The Bible says these words. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. It says the old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. The Bible also says in Isaiah 43, chapter chapter 43, verse 18, it says, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of the past. God says, I'm doing a new thing inside of you. 
The Bible also says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, Jesus specifically hears these words. It's coming from the apostle Paul. Please hear these words. He says, I put those things behind me that are behind me. I lay a hold to what is in front of me. The apostle Paul says, I press toward the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. The Bible confirms to us to put the past in the past, and that's what Peter wants to do. But the challenge that Peter is facing is it's challenging for him because he's embracing not what is in front of him. He's holding on to what is behind him. And I want to encourage you right now to embrace what God has in front of you and quit holding on to what's behind you. A great example of what I want to share with you is this. Look, this is what the Spirit of God literally showed me while I was in his presence spending time to prepare for this message. He said, this is how my people are living their daily lives. They're holding on to the things of the world. They're holding on to guilt shame, bitterness, unforgiveness. Some of you are still mad at people who are dead now. And God is saying they're dead. They're gone and you're still holding on pain for what they did to you. Jesus saying, release that and let that go. Quit holding on to the things of the world. Some of you are still holding on to the addictions from your past in 2022. And God is telling you to step into the 2023 because of the blessing that he has for you. I'm going to tell you right now, let go of the pornography. Let go of the drinking. Let go of the drugs. Let go of the addiction. God has a better life for you in 2023 than he did in 2022. The Bible says that there's pleasure in the world, but he said the pleasures of the world are only for a season. That means the world is passing away, but Jesus is still eternal and he's going to be with us forever. Let go of the things of the world because this is what happens. When you let go of the things of the world and you put this down, you come to a realization of coming to this place. And when you come to this place, you realize that God has a gift for you. See, you thought Christmas was over, but God says, I still have a gift for you at the beginning of 2023. And when you open up that gift, when you open up that gift and you see what is on the inside of this gift? You tear it open. The whole time God was saying to, to himself, this is what I wanted to give you the whole time is I just wanted to give you my peace that transcends all mental understanding. He says, this is the peace that I give to you. Not that the world gives. This is the peace that I give to you. God never condemns us. He just convicts us. When challenging things face our, face our way, I want to tell you this right now. Quit holding on to the past. Embrace what it is that God has in front of you. If there is not anyone in this world who knows the importance of letting go of the past, it was the prophet, the rock. You said the prophet, the rock. Yes. Dwayne, <laughs> the rock. Johnson, Amen. <laughs> Pastor Zach, are you, hold on, are you lost your mind? Is he a prophet? <laughs> Let me tell you how. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is known really for his amazing acting career. But what people really don't know is Dwayne was an amazing football player. He won a national championship at the University of Miami, Hurricanes. He went on to have desires and ambitions to play inside of the NFL. He didn't quite make it to the NFL, so he tried out for the Canadian League. 
when he went to the Canadian League to play, while he's there, he ends up getting cut from the Canadian League because he was not able to showcase his talents for the two months that he was there. If there's anybody who could have been mad, it could have been The Rock. With only $7 inside of his pocket, he returned back home to his parents' house. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like The Rock could have had an opportunity to make the football league, right? I mean, I wouldn't want to be hit by him. (laughs) But The Rock did not make it there. Instead, he made a decision for himself. He says, you know what? Maybe football isn't for me. I'm going to put the past in the past, and I'm going to focus what's in front of me. I'm going to embrace the future that God actually may have for me with something else. So he committed himself to actually um, being a professional wrestler. And he did awesome, as we all know. That's where he got the name The Rocket. WWF, also known now as the WWE, had an amazing career that opened up doors of opportunity for him to actually go into acting. And the days of him having $7 in his pocket were few far in between with him. Now The Rock has a net worth of over $800 million. And you say, so why are you putting the emphasis on the amount of money he has? I'm not putting the emphasis on the amount of the money he has. I'm putting the emphasis on the fact that he made a decision to say, the past is the past, baby. I need to step inside of my future. I know God may have better things for me. So I'm going to step into the destiny that he's called and the purpose that he has for me to do right now. And I want to encourage you today. What are you still holding on to from the past? God wants to do amazing things for you in 2023. Amen? Amen. So that brings me to this point. Leave the past in the past. Fast forward to to the future. Now Peter, he's built up. He's sad for what's transpired. He has guilt. He has shame that is on his chest. But Jesus has died, as he said he was going to do, and he's rose again from the grave. And Jesus himself rises from the grave. Guess who's the first person he gets ready to go visit? Peter. And he goes to Peter. He performs an awesome miracle. Peter's back fishing with with some of the other disciples. And Jesus is waiting at the front of the shore where Peter is. And he's prepared a breakfast for him. And this is where we pick up in scripture. Look at this. The Bible says in John chapter 21, verse 15 and 19, it says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Bible says that Peter was hurt that Jesus asked him the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, well, then feed my sheep. Peter is here in a moment and he's so sad about what has transpired. He's fighting the condemnation and the conviction. But what Peter had forgot was the promise of God. Peter forgot that God wasn't a condemner. God was just a convictor. 
And there's a small story inside of the Bible that I want to share with you about a woman who was the adulterous woman. Some of you may be familiar with it. To give you a gist of what took place, she had been around the town a little bit. If I'm going to use a Christian rendition, she was a ho, ho, ho. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the best way that I can put it. This may be my last time preaching. I'm sorry, Pastor Bill. I don't know if we can say ho in church or what, but, but she had been around for a while. And not only had she been around, she made a decision to sleep with another man while she was married. And according to the law, it said that she needed to be stoned. And all of the townspeople have gathered around and they have these big stones and they're getting ready to stone her and to kill her at the moment. And immediately right when they get ready to throw the first stone, Jesus steps on the scene. And when Jesus steps on the scene, he says, wait, 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 wait. He who hath no sin cast the first stone. And the Bible says that they all dropped the stones and they all went their respective ways. But listen to what Jesus tells the woman. He says, woman, where are your accusers? She says, Lord, there are none. He says, neither, listen to these words, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You serve a God who's not a condemner, but you serve a God who's a convictor, who loves you, who looks at your past and he says, your past isn't your future. You're welcome right here. Amen. So that brings me to Romans chapter eight, verse one. Romans eight, one says, so there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk after the spirit and they don't gratify the deeds of the flesh. As you go in 2023, you need to remember these words. Don't forget the promises of God. The Bible says that every one of God's promises is yes and amen. That means yes and let it be so. God is speaking life over you. You need to speak his life going into this 2023 new year, amen? I'm getting ready to come to a conclusion. I got to get ready to wrap this up. But I want to show you a powerful thing that's inside of this word. Jesus himself asked Peter a question. Jesus begins to ask Peter a question. Peter, do you love me? Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. But why is Jesus taking the time to ask Peter a question? Is there any question that Jesus can ask us that we could give him an answer that he doesn't already know to? Come on. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's omnipotent. That means he knows everything. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at one time. He's El Shaddai, the God Almighty. What question can Jesus ask us that we can give him an answer to? Hey, hey, God, did you know the answer to this? I didn't know that. I'm Jesus. God, that one got past me. No, Jesus knows all things. So why is Jesus taking precious time to ask Peter a question? Jesus is asking Peter a question, not because Jesus is looking for an answer. Jesus is asking Peter a question because he's ready to reveal himself to him. 
Jesus doesn't ask us questions to get answers. Jesus asks us questions to reveal himself to us. And to show you a perfect example of this inside of the Bible, look at this in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 and 18. Look what the word of God says. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? Jesus asked another question. Who do they say that I am? You think Jesus suffered with identity crisis? I don't know who I am. I'm Jesus. Can somebody help me? No, Jesus knew who he was. And look what the disciples replied. Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then he asked them a second time. He said this, but who do you say that I am? And look what Peter's response is. Peter says this, you are the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of Jonah, John, because my father in heaven hasn't revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human beings. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Before Peter ever made the decision to deny God, Jesus had spoke life over Peter. Before you made a decision to ever make any mistake, Jesus already had spoke life over you. Before you experienced any pain that you ever experienced, God made a decision to step on you. God says, hey, I love you. And before you ever fall, I speak life over you. God has spoken life over you. God loves you. God's plan for you is perfect. And God is here today, 2023 on January 1st says, I'm already speaking life into your future. I'm already speaking into your destiny. He says, Jeremiah 29 and 11, I know the plans that I have for you. It's a good plan, a plan to give you a hope and a future. Jesus has said, today I am speaking life over you. And if God has said it, that settles it. I said, if God said it, that settles it. Isaiah 55 and 11 says, God's word will not return to us void, but it will prosper and it'll accomplish that which it was sent out to do. If God said it, that settles it. 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 Jesus has spoken life over you. And that brings me to my last point. Speak life over yourself and speak life over those around you. Albert Einstein is recognized as being one of the smartest people in the world. He's a major mathematician. Albert Einstein, his success wasn't attributed by himself. But Albert Einstein's success is partially attributed by his mom, Pauline Einstein. And the reason why that is is because when Albert was small and he was at school, his parents sent him home with a note to give to his mother. At that time, Albert was incapable of reading. 
And he bought the letter, as his teachers told him, to his mom one day after school. And his mom took the note. As his mom began to read the note, she began to weep with tears in her eyes. Albert, unknown what the letter said, asked his mom, Mom, what's going on? What does the letter say? She said, son, the letter says that you were too smart to continue being there at school, that I'm going to have to homeschool you because one day, Albert, you're going to change the world. Albert looked at his mom with a smile on his face. And Albert's mom went out to local bookstore, bought as many books that she could, and she began to homeschool Albert there. History shows that Albert Einstein became one of the greatest physicists of the 20th century. And many and much of his work, we have a better lifestyle in living today. Albert Einstein's mom, as time goes on, ends up passing away. And Albert finds the letter that his mom read over him. Now old enough to read, very sharp, he read the letter and it said, Albert Einstein is incapable of reading. He suffers from a learning disorder. He cannot keep up with the rest of his peers. We are sending Albert home along with this letter. Please do not have him return to, tr- to school. There's nothing we can do to help him. We really do not believe Albert will become of much. Albert began to cry as he read the letter. But Albert didn't cry based on the words of death that his teacher spoke over him. Albert, Albert cried by the words of life and compassion that he remembered his mother spoke over him. Can I share this with you? As you go in 2023, you have the ability to speak life and death over your future. You have the ability to speak life and death over your children. So if you are a wife, I want to encourage you to speak life over that man. If you are a husband, I want to encourage you to speak life over that wife. If you are a single mother, I want to encourage you to speak life over that child. If you are a business owner, I want to encourage you to speak life over that business and employees. If you are a teacher, I want to encourage you to speak life over that classroom because you never know the person's life who you speak life over, the trajectory of their whole entire life can be able to change. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat of its fruit. Will you bow your heads with me at this time with all heads bowed and with all eyes closed? We're stepping into 2023. And I believe that this is going to be an amazing year. I already speak life over this year. But the only way that this is going to be an amazing year is if we're willing to put the past in the past. If we're willing to remember the promises of God and if we're willing to speak life over ourselves and to speak life over others. 
God has an amazing plan for you. It's a good plan this year. And what better way to start this year than with a relationship with Jesus Christ? That's the reason this church was birthed, to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, if you want to make a decision today to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life, it just comes with a simple prayer. You don't have to jump through any hoops. All you have to do is repeat this prayer after me. We're all going to say the prayer together. Say this. Say, dear God, you said in the Bible that whoever would call on your name, that you would save them. Father, I call on you now. I ask you to save me. I repent of my sins and I give you my life. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again, proving that you God. I ask you now to come live in me. Thank you, Jesus, for being Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. If you, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, if you still made that decision, can you lift your hands up across all of our campuses? If you said, I'm starting the 2023 year off and I've made Jesus Christ Lord of my life, will you just slip your hand up inside of the air? If you, if you made that decision to make Christ Lord of your life at all of our campus, lift that hand high up in the air. If you're on online, just put hand raised inside of the chat. We would love to be able to hear about that today. We see all of those hands here at Church Unlimited Broadcast at Rockville, Stone Oak, Padre Island, Rockport, Church Online, our prison ministry. We see that right now. We're very grateful for you. Father, thank you for what you did in your house today. We pray, Lord, that today we're going to put the past in the past. We're going to believe your promises and we're going to speak life over ourselves and those who are around us. We thank you, Lord God, that our best days are not behind us but they're still yet out in front of us. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Amen.